There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Central banks are cutting interest rates. Like that's going to make much difference to consumer demand or indeed supply when sick people are staying off work. But what about government stimulus measures? There were some in the UK budget. There's been some from Australia, but are they enough? And there's none so far from Europe and they're arguing over it in America as well. So what needs to be done so we can get through this pandemic with businesses and livelihoods still left intact? That's today on the Debunking Economics podcast with Professor Steve Keen. I'm Phil Dobby. So, Steve, I uh, before we recorded this, I've just been to the supermarket and uh, a song came to mind, which was, uh, you can't always get what you want, but you get what you need. Because oh. uh, I'll tell you what, there were lots of gaps in the supermarket and very little choice. If you wanted, uh, you know, if you wanted to buy toilet roll, there was uh, yeah. Sainsbury's own brand and that was about all that was left, you know. So. Amazing, that was left. So, yeah, and, and that, well, I was lucky. I think I, got, I think I got the last 47 packets, which I bought in panic. Mm. Um, mm. No, I would never do that. But look, we are. Um, let's look at um, government stimulus packages because mm. we've had a, a few of those. I yep. mean, wonder whether are they stimulus packages or I mean, is that the right word? Maybe we should be calling them survival packages to try and get us over the next few weeks. Mm. But uh, particularly for hourly workers, people paid yeah. by the hour. Yeah. I mean, I've been I've looking at you know what we what has been done in Australia, what's been done in the in the UK. Um, for the gig economy, mm. the, there's nothing in uh, – they have almost been overlooked, haven't they? In, yeah, they in, have, in, yeah. Uh, I, mean, this, I mean, I think I saw the Australian government was giving them $40 a week or something like that. And uh, the, this is a complete failure to understand the scale of the problem. This is mm. the thing I spoke about. I don't think I've actually spoken about the exponential issue, but I've done a couple of uh, Patreon uh, blogs on it, which just, by the way, for people who don't, um, let's make this a freebie given the coronavirus. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, virtually the only thing that isn't uh, freely accessible on my site is normally our podcasts. Yeah. Okay? So there's loads of other stuff. No, there's loads of other stuff which is freely available and that includes the stuff on the coronavirus, obviously. Um, but, yeah, um, what I've done is I look at the exponential factor that implies in a process like this because initially a virus like this will grow exponentially. Yeah. It slows down. It has to because if there's, you can't have it. You know, there, there are 10 – there are well, you t- run out of people doing things. You run out of people. Yeah. Okay? And you also run into those who have got some natural immunity, even though we've never. And, and people within your circle as well. Because, I mean, if you look at China now, I mean, China has mm. leveled, if we believe the numbers, China has leveled off a. a yeah, a and great it's quite. Job. Some of those numbers are slightly fictional, but the thing is, what works is isolation. Mm. And the Chinese have got no problem about imposing it because one of the advantages of being, you know, fundamentally still a police state is you can impose police state rules without changing anything. Yeah. Um, but so supposedly they have lifted those now, you know, in, in lots they, of places. No, well, slowly, but they've, they've, the isolation works. But, mm. yeah, the measures that are being done for things, things like the gig economy people are useless Yeah, because uh, I, I, I think we have to actually acknowledge probably the the best minister of silly walks um, – uh, what are the other Monty Python things about uh, the, the, uh, the upper class twit? Yeah, upper class year. twit of the okay. year. Yeah. No, this is the uh, this is possibly <laughs> of the millennium. The industrial relations minister in Australia, 
said that casual workers don't need to get any special uh, assistance here because, of course, one of the ideas of casual work is you get a higher rate of pay to cover you for these sorts of oh, things. Oh, yeah, right. Holy crap! <laughs> a fucking idiot. I so, mean, I mean, we're totally we're, out of touch with the real world. So, yeah, when we talked about this last week, uh, I said that uh, the Prime Minister in Australia had said, look, we won't be giving any handouts. It's not going to be money direct into your bank account. Mm. And you said, well, that, that, that's he's going to eat his words on that fairly quickly. And sure enough, here we are, uh, $750, a one off payment to all welfare recipients, including those who are getting family tax benefits. So I've, got basically, to say, I've got to say thank you it's being done. I mean, yeah. normally I'll dump on things to say that, you know, but at least it's starting to happen. And the the, the, the trouble about an exponential process is it always moves faster than those people who are reacting to it and think mm. linearly. And that's what's going on here. So my argument, uh, and I've got this published in the Daily Mail uh, with an excellent young journalist in Australia who's followed this these ideas for quite a while, uh, is that something of the order of 10,000 dollars like something you can pay two to three months worth of of, of rent Mm. mortgage payments and food yeah, and we have to give that to everybody, which we're not though. So seven hundred and fifty is a lump sum payment in us just in Australia, and only for those people who are on welfare. So those people who are working, yeah. uh, who who lose their job, I guess that you know they could find themselves on welfare, but that, but but then it might be uh, it too late. And yeah. then you've got, but what, what's astonished me is this focus on trying to keep businesses going and keep mm. businesses employing people. Yeah. So saying, for example. Um, that we're going to, uh, you know, instant asset write-off from thirty thousand to one hundred and fifty thousand to get businesses spending. So businesses aren't spending because no, there's no, no demand, yeah. and uh, they can't employ people if there's no demand. So. Uh, and as soon as they have one case of coronavirus, they've got to shut down the factory or the shop. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. It, this is. We've lived in a fantasy world, which says that the free market is the best, the best possible system. Mm. Which works if you live in, in the free market, lives in an environment which is stable. Yeah. And what have we done with the free market? We've pushed the system which, which it's embedded into overdrive. And now it's starting to break down. Not only starting, it's breaking down, not starting to break down, it's starting to break down in ways we, we notice. Yeah. Okay, it's been breaking down for the last 30 years fundamentally. But we're now starting to see a break. This is a big one. This, I mean, this is, a, this, yeah. this, this, this is, this hits home to every. Do you notice, do you notice that Tom Hanks got it? Yes. Okay. Now, when, <laughs> I was just talking to my mum this morning. She's saying, I've just been on the phone to, uh, we've got a uh, sort of like a distant uh, cousin who lives on the, the Gold Coast. Yeah. And she said, I've just called him because the Gold Coast is on lockdown because Tom Hanks got it. Yeah. And I said, ah, oh, so. Mr. Jones down the road gets it, then there's no problem. But if Tom Hanks gets it, lock down the Gold Coast. And that's the beauty of celebrity, the celebrity world, because I, I was actually, I wanted to see a celebrity, not Tom Hanks, because he's like a damn decent human being. Mm. I would have preferred another. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm sure you've got a list. I've got, got a list. I've got a list. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a tragedy that as good a human being as him cops at first. But that gets people say, if Tom Hanks can get it, anybody can get it. Mm. And this is one reason why, just on a, on a diversion, that's one reason the Chinese have been so effective at reducing pollution, going away from coal and going towards solar, because everybody breathes the air. Yeah. No matter how wealthy you are, your kids are still going to breathe the stuff when they go outdoors. So the Communist Party in Beijing can't ignore the pollution. Right. Uh, whereas, whereas, but, the, but they do have a heck of a lot of it as well, but, of they, 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 so, but it's been dramatically reduced in the last few years. Mm. And so this is the case where when somebody like Tom Hanks gets it, you know you can't ignore it. 
And you know, I, I hope I hope he survives. Of course, he's mm. got apparently type two B. My driver told me he has type two diabetes. Right. Um, so he's one of the vulnerable ones as well. And we're looking at the. Uh, I mean, the, the the basic metrics of this thing is it's if without. Um, any attempt at social isolation, it appears to double every six days. Yeah. Okay. When we first start seeing cases, is doubling every two days because it's suddenly the what well, hasn't been there suddenly bubbles to the surface and then bang, massive discovery. But in terms of normal human intercourse, but of course that's mm. not going to happen a lot. No. Okay, that interaction. Well, maybe uh, it is when we all self-isolate. What are we going to do? Indeed, but, indeed. You know, if you remember the, you know, during the energy you crisis. You heard it here first. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it, it's going to happen. Remember okay. the energy crisis in the 70s yeah. where the TV went off at 10 o'clock at night and so did the power. Uh, surprise, surprise. Birth you know, rate went uh, up. Birth yeah. rate went up. Who'd imagine okay. that? Okay. So every six days it doubles. Mm. Uh, it appears that about 85% of people get no to minus symptoms. Symptoms. About fifteen percent get serious symptoms mm. enough to consider hospitalisation, they, whether they do it or not. And three percent get critical, and something, some proportion of those who are critical are, are going to die. Yeah. So this is. Almost, and it looks like that's a lot more than the one percent that we've been. Yeah, we've been I mean, hearing. I've been seeing ranges between 0.2 percent and 3.4 percent mm. as the overall death rate estimates. Uh, in Italy, at the moment, it's running about five percent. Uh, yeah. That's because again, it's just overwhelming. They weren't ready for it. Uh, it appears to be related to heat as well. One reason Australia has done relatively well is because the fucking place is hot. Mm. Not in my French, but I'm going to use a lot of French in the next few weeks. Um, so that that therefore means that the 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 virus survives less a less lengthy time mm. on surfaces and in the air where it can be picked up by other people. That's the only reason Australia's been lucky so far. I'll give you an idea of that. I mean, I, I, I you know I live I spend my time in three countries: Australia, the Netherlands, and the UK. And I was watching the numbers, uh, which if you if people want to see, probably the, the, the most useful dashboard right now, and this is the John Hopkins University dashboard, I intend bringing out a better one using a very primitive version of my software package, Ravel, which I was going to leave until September, but I'm going to, as soon as it's ready, which in the next two, two days to two weeks, I'm going to release for free uh, both the software and a dashboard based on it. So, People can see the trends. Uh, so John Hopkins doesn't show you that. I've got to go to the raw data to see it. And I was stunned. Every day I'd wake up and check zero cases in the Netherlands, zero cases in the Netherlands, zero case. What's going on here? It's a tourist hub of a major scale. Mm. Australia, meantime, is going up and hits about 30. Now it's about went through 70. Now it's about 100 and something cases. The Netherlands, in the meantime, has gone from zero to about 500. Mm. And what you've got is... I think, again, the cold climate thing. Colder climates, the virus lasts longer on surfaces. It's easier to pick up. And people are still thinking they can hold normal social events in this situation. Absolutely not. We should have banned mass sporting events two weeks ago minimum, more like a month, mm. six weeks ago. So no more sporting events. Who, 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 I think the, that's going to happen, isn't that? Yeah, I mean, but let's do it now. I mean, the yeah. idiot's talking about holding the Melbourne Grand Prix, for example. Mm. The idiot's saying they're going to have the Olympic Games in Japan. Mm. Screw that. It's mm. over. Okay? Well, there's talk now that's going to be pushed back to November, isn't there? I think well, that's, they're, they're lucky. Yeah. Uh, we televise everything. The mm. only sport I can think of that we could safely have people compete in, and I think it should be a good social idea to do it. So apart from having to consider having sex with our partner we haven't spoken to for the last X weeks, mm. um, you might also watch a bit of sport. It's tennis. 
because at least with tennis, the opponents are 20 metres apart. Even when they get to volleying at the net, they're still a metre apart. Yeah. Trust me, I've played high-level Not tennis. mixed doubles or doubles, obviously. No, not doubles, but, singles. Um, singles. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there, must be, there must be some other sports where you're well, actually, a long way away. I'm let, let's to... get a few out of it. It's, it's, mm. it's, tennis works. Mm. Opponents want one aside football. Oh, no, you're going to tackle each other, aren't you? Forget it. Okay. <laughs> Anything involving contact and audiences, empty stadiums or a stadium with one person per, yeah. per division. Yeah. Let's get a bit of a cheering. Uh, schools, yeah. universities, all that has to be shut down. Donald Trump, having first of all ridiculed the whole damn idea, mm. now is probably getting ready to blame, it a hoax. blame yeah. it on the Europeans. Yeah. However, his travel ban is extremely sensible. I'm just lucky just to... I, I, don't, I don't know it's going to go ahead, but I'm supposed to... I was supposed to meet with my two research colleagues, Tim Garrett and Matthias Griselli, in Utah. We were going to meet in the badlands of Utah. Right. Okay, far away from people as possible. But that's not going to happen now. In early April. So well, till, till September, the band is. I, I, under under a, a bit of pressure from my partner, which was bloody sensible, um, I said, let's move it to Amsterdam instead. Mm. And no, I think it won't, probably won't happen anyway because well, it's, it's they, too far away. Yeah. It's all of about three weeks. So uh, all the work that's been done by central banks in all of this. Mm. Uh, so we had that emergency half percent drop by the uh, the Bank of England. We're going to find out exactly what the uh, European Central Bank does. Yeah. I mean, the, it makes it, it is. So why bo- why would they bother doing it? it? The trouble is, it's, when it's the only instrument you've ever used, mm. it's the only one you think you have. Now they have done QE, and, and this is. Uh, my, I've been one of a number of people myself, Richard Verner, I think, uh, Francis Coppola definitely, uh, and Pettifor have been arguing for a, a Michael Hudson as well, have been arguing for a form of debt jubilee, what I call a modern debt jubilee, to get us away from the, the impact of the last financial crisis. Yeah. And people ask me, what are the chances of this happening, Steve? And I'd say negative percentages. Okay? Mm. No way it's ever going to happen. Now it's the only thing that can work. We use the central go- go- the government's money creation capability to give people money so that they can- we can shut capitalism down fundamentally for a, for a two for a bit for a, between one and three months. So I know it's not getting all the way there, mm. but we've taken a step there, haven't we? We've got a, a conservative government in in the UK, yeah, uh, which has delivered a budget which could have been delivered by and large by a Labour government in yeah. that they are. Big on spending. Yeah. The argument and, is and, the and interest rates are so low, uh, you know, not talking about that money creation argument, but still thinking about borrowing money, but saying the interest rates are so low, we might as well uh, spend, a, spend a lot more. We can actually do it. I mean, actually, I saw John McDonald today saying quite sensibly that austerity has is, is, is set us up to fail with, with the virus because mm. we've been shutting down medical centres, so shutting down nurses, you know, sack, yeah. sacking them. Research facilities. Totally. Or, we've yeah. tra- so we, this is, we've saved the we've saved for future generations mm. have we saved for them by making it like they're going to die of a, of a contagious you know, fatal and if event. we had saved it then we're spending it all now uh, yeah, and, this, and, this, and, you know, and we haven't saved anyway because I, it's I a Patri- budget we, the government is still in deficit one so. of my good MMT friends Patricia uh, I can't think of her last name but she tweeted today about it saying uh, you know you, you don't you save for the future by building for it mm. okay we should have been building medical capabilities we've like, we trashed it all in the ridiculous idea of saving for the future well, let's just go through what would be involved in creating enough money to enable everyone to stay home and buy food, which may have to be delivered by you know, tank, um, <laughs> under tank guard. But yeah. Or deli- drone. 
Maybe. Or, or drone. That's true. Mm. We could use drones. Uh, but So everybody can stay home for a month to two months and get a chance to drastically drop this virus yeah. and then start all over again with a with a lesser restriction. Well, that's almost the only way, isn't it, actually, ultimately? Yeah. Because if, if this thing is uh, so contagious and it, it appears that it is, then the only way is going to be to stop human contact. And uh, yeah. You, yeah, could, so you could be in contact with people who you know for sure haven't got it, but that would be about all. So if your family hasn't got it, stay, yeah, stay we, with we, your we, we can't We can't regard ourselves as safe until there's a reliable instant test. Mm. Okay, a test that has to pick up within... Within half an hour or an hour, if you're getting it, mm. that you have it, okay? Yeah. Be able to at least filter people in that way. But we could issue what, what I could now call coronavirus bonds. And just to give – let's make make some figures up. I haven't worked out the numbers. Mm. But to say, let's say a trillion pounds for the UK economy. We, so the government – Treasury issues a trillion pounds of coronavirus bonds yielding zero interest, mm-hmm. Okay. The reason is, at the moment, that's a damn sight better than being in the stock market. Yeah. Okay. So the financial sector will will be oversubscribed gigantically to buy. Because they have no idea where to put their money right now. They, oh, mm. Please, some of the money's not going to mm. get destroyed. Mm. So they'll buy zero interest rate bonds off the treasury. Mm-hmm. Okay. That'll give us a trillion pounds. Yeah. We could then, um, in, 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 what's the, you know, let's say the population's 100 million. It's about... Well, about 60, 10, 60 million or something. Well, roughly, yeah, you know, yeah. rough figures, 10,000 pounds per person. Yeah. Uh, that means they can pay their mortgages, they can pay their rent, they don't get evicted. The landlords, equally, don't go bankrupt themselves. Mm-hmm. The banks don't fail. All mm-hmm. the stuff has to be kept alive. And then uh, they can go and buy that fuel. We have to put as much capacity now as we can into producing fundamental supplies obviously toilet rolls uh food <laughs> really yeah s- stuff that people have to have to stay alive yeah and not can operate back at home and so so we stay in business in other words people people capitalism has to be suspended until we defeat the virus right but but you're saying here's a way that capitalism yeah, can, can, can continue we can keep but, it alive but we, what, yeah. what happens at the end then when you when you've uh, so because well, those those people then sell those bonds they go okay I'm, I can get I'm making money on stocks again now well so then they, that doesn't matter I mean they can sell the thing is the cost of the government of servicing that debt mm. will be zero yeah okay yeah. there's no worry about so the interest rates are low you could offer a zero bond right now and it would be massively oversubscribed so offer but the zero. conventional way of thinking would say that at some point the that those and bonds that's wrong, which is why those bonds will finish. They yeah. they will mature and well, they, they, you can even make them eternal bonds. I mean, mm. the, the way that the I've forgotten. I think the Bank of England actually was partly formed out of uh, bonds for the Napoleonic Wars, in terms of being publicly owned. And um, they issued what they what do they call them the the bonds that last forever? Not the they were. Um, uh, consoles, right. consoles, so consol- sort of consolidating the debt. So they issued debts with no expiry date, right? Okay, okay. which were yielded an interest rate. Now with this thing, we could equally issue Corona bonds with no expiry date. Okay, so means at any point you can sell them back. There'll be once once we. Once we hopefully finally defeat the virus, they'll be worthless. In no, <laughs> well, I mean, no, no one will want them at that point. No, no, no they, they, they'll still be worth the money. If, they, if you mm. buy a million pounds worth of coronavirus bonds, mm. they're still worth a million pounds. Okay, you can sell them for a million pounds. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's the convertibility doesn't disappear. Bonds, particularly government bonds. I like that. They 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 don't go to zero. Well, if I buy a bond, say for a hundred dollars, and it's yeah. got a, a, a yield of zero. Uh, and but I'm I'm happy with that because at least it's mm. a positive figure. Mm. But then I get to the point where I could be getting uh, three or four percent on the stock market. I'm going to be f- find it hard to sell that. You'll for sell it for a lower price. 
Yes, okay. I'll, I'll. But see, in the mint, yeah, yeah, ultimately lose out on it. You so might, but yeah. you might even gain. I mean, the mm. thing is, the price. If, if you imagine that people are desperate for these bonds, there's only, there's only a trillion pounds worth of them issued. Mm. They're massively oversubscribed. As soon as you've bought them, their value goes up. Yeah, there'll be massive trading in the finance market to get hold of these things, but the only things that aren't going down in value. Mm. So it could easily finance. And the idea is, it's, 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 I'm so I haven't done the accounting yet, Minsky. We found a bug in Minsky that was just been tracked down today that made interlocking double double entry bookkeeping tables sometimes give you the wrong sign. We now know where that came from, thank God. So the new version coming out next week will be accurate. But you have the Treasury issues a trillion pounds worth of bonds. Uh, that's an asset for the Treasury. They sell that. They, they they sell that and get a trillion in cash back. The trillion pounds turns up as bonds on the financial sector's books. The, if if we wanted to create money out of that, rather than just what do you do with bonds like that? You take money out of the financial sector where it's basically stultifying, and you put it into circulation mm. in the real economy. Uh, that could be bought by the central bank, the Bank of England, if they wish to, to create additional money into the economy. <coughs> Pardon me, and that may be necessary because with this crisis. People are going to spend the money they have got much more slowly. So the turnover of money, the money times velocity will plunge. Mm. And one way to compensate that is to increase the amount of money actually in existence because that money, when it comes in, will be spent. But it's how you distribute it. Simple. The every, just... every bank account, anybody, right. any any household bank account, and I don't care whether it's, you know, the... the, 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 the whether it's got a million pounds in it or it's got 10 pounds in it. doesn't it. matter. It's, yeah. it's a flat amount of money. Mm. Rupert Murdoch gets the same amount as you and me. Mm. Okay, so ten million, ten thousand pounds per account, and that'll mean that people can survive three months of effective lockdown. Mm. Most people, those those for whom that's not enough, are probably have got money more money to begin with. Yeah. Okay, you, you really think about the working class, the poor, and the middle middle class here, who, who to whom that would mean they can pay bills they couldn't otherwise pay. So the interesting, I mean, mortgages will be a big concern for a lot of people. So I noticed yeah. the RBS, which is actually state owned, it's a it's still a government owned bank by and large, isn't mm-hmm. it? And th- they're saying, as I'm sure a lot of banks will, that we'll give you a bit of a mortgage holiday. Yeah, not so, enough. Yeah. For the same time, a mortgage holiday, the banks have to account for that. Yeah. So what they do is they have a, they have their they've got a bad one of their assets is a bad is a bad loan provision mm. or a, a, a fail provision. So they'll be transferring that across to the fail. They'll possibly come and a holiday doesn't mean you don't have to do the work that accumulates later. They could come. No, no. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You want to cancel it. You want to yeah. simply cancel the probability. So that's why what what I what well, I, I mean. But if you've got a like a I don't, I've got a nineteen year loan mm. uh, or nineteen years still to go. Uh, so it's a race for me, paying off my loan and mm. dying. One, mm-hmm. which as to which one comes first? Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even sooner, of course, given the virus. There you go. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, if, if I get if, if I have to pay it back, three, if I have three months stuck at the end, that's not a that's. No, not I'd a, rather just say this. The, uh, the whole idea of my modern debt jubilee initially was to reduce the private debt overhang from the financial crisis, mm. and to give uh, people like my favourite data example here is Britain. Uh, Britain's when when the bubble began in Britain in 1982, the level of private debt as a percentage of GDP was 55 percent. In the most it had been from 1880 to 1982 was 73 percent. Under Thatcher and then under 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 um, what's his name Blair? Yeah. Uh, with all the deregulation of the financial sector, it went from 55 percent to 200 percent. Mm. Okay, that's what. And, and this, that's what caused the boom beforehand and it caused the bust when that stopped rising. It's now down to about 170%. So the UK is still carrying 100% of GDP more of private debt than it did historically. 
so my idea was all about how we reduce that using a similar mechanism. So we replace credit-based money with fiat money. Now, this is now a, a sideshow. When, when I thought of, when people asked me how we're going to reduce the debt levels in the past, when they understood my logic, I said, when we face an existential threat. So if this is the existential threat. threat. So if we, so if, if that was enacted now, so we, is that going to drive down that level? Is it ultimately going to drive yeah, down I mean, that level of private debt? Because yeah. we're, we're actually racking up more debt now because, that's because go- we've got to get over the situation. Aren't that's, we government, that's government debt, okay? Mm. And thing, uh, one, again, no, but I'm going to rack up debt as well, I guess. So although you're giving me the, you, you're, you, give, you're giving me the money, which means I can write down some of my right. debt. Well, but, then I'm right. going, but then I'm going to increase it again because I've still got to pay my mortgage. Well, you know, you so I'm wondering what the net gain is. You're servicing your mortgage, but the thing is, otherwise you'd be your unpaid interest would build up. Mm. And when you have, when you're not paying a mortgage, you pay not just the the, the interest on the mortgage. You yeah. pay interest on the interest sure. you haven't paid. Right. So it goes exponential. But, but, and but people my point- are now learning that exponential processes aren't particularly good fun. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, it's, we're learning it very quickly, aren't we? Yeah. Well, some people are. Some people are, I still see a, an awful lot of people on on social media and the like saying this is just a massive overreaction, oh, and God. more, more Look, people I'm, are still I'm dying not, from I'm the flu. I'm not going to mention names, but a good mate of mine who's on the other side of politics. Mm published a figure saying that he thought the death rate in South Korea was only 0.01%. Right, today. Uh, yeah, and I mm. wrote to him and said, where the hell did you get that stupid figure from? Mm. I won't explain his logic um, because it isn't. Um, but people are thinking it's always just like the flu. Now, the flu, uh, first of all, we have herd immunity to some extent. So most people don't catch the flu. Yeah. I've had... I think I've had about four flus in my life. I know I've had three. Yeah. Uh, I've probably had a fourth one as well. And it's got a morbidity rate of about 0.1%, so that's, 0.1, that's 0.1, blown, out, blown yeah. out of the water. And yeah. as you say, uh, yeah. it, it's not growing exponentially. This that's- one, we've never had exposure to it before. It's growing. It, it, it's, it's doubling every six days mm. without special measures to slow down uh, interaction. And it's got a – looks like it's going to have a mortality rate of anywhere between 1% and 3%. Yeah. So it is between – Five and 15 times as virulent as the flu. And the trouble is, the the real danger for us is we have an incredibly fragile economy now. All this stuff about efficiency and globalization and reducing costs, yada, 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 that has all meant that we have a system which can be smashed by something like this. So the only way we're going to stop it is through human contact. And the only way we're going to stop that human contact is by staying at home. And if we're staying at home, then we're obviously not working. Exactly. Uh, And uh, which means we're, we're probably at home trying to, Claim some sort of benefit if we're not if we're not creating an income. So, um, but it all seems like peanuts, doesn't it? So the UK government in the measures mm. yesterday mm. said that well, we'll tell you what in the budget we'll mm. pay your if you're a small business less than two hundred and fifty people, not mm. if you're a solo worker, which is a vast proportion of the population now. But if you're a, a small business, we'll pay your sick leave for you, which is uh, guess what ninety four pounds a week. That's going to go a long way, oh, isn't God it? Almighty. But then I looked and I thought, okay, what about those people who are not uh, uh, working? for a small business, people like me who are sole traders, mm. uh, if I suddenly uh, lost all my income, what would I claim? So I went through the, because I would claim um, uh, support allowance, uh, employment and support allowance. I went through online to see how much I'd get. I get £34.40 per week from the from Wow. The so that's marvellous wow. news, what are you isn't gonna, it? What are well, you I don't spend it on? know really where I'm going to go for lunch today. I reckon toilet uh, rolls sound pretty good to me. <laughs> I just need to convince my bank that I might not be paying my mortgage for uh, for a few months because that's probably about an hour of my mortgage payment, I should imagine. So, uh, so I mean, it's it's. I mean, these are tiny measures, aren't they? Tiny. I mean, and this is like Australia's uh, stimulus measure, which I saw just before I left the country. 
two days ago, was $2 billion. Mm. Now, my estimate of, of the, the, the same sort of estimate I did as a rule of thumb, and it's in the Daily Mail. 11 online. billion, actually. Huh? To, to, in fairness, 11, 11 billion. Oh, so no, it was but 11, uh, 11 billion by the end of June. A lot of that is going to be those one off payments yeah. of $750. I was saying it should be about $200 billion. Yeah. Okay. Again, fine. I, I mentioned, I think we talked about 1, 1% bonds there. There's no reason to offer interest rate on these bonds at all, given the low, low inflation, mm. low interest rates right now, and absolute panic about collapsing finance markets, 0% interest bonds, $200 billion worth, no increase in government debt servicing. Um, and of course, as I've, I do recommend people who are worried about the government debt to check the little cartoon book that I've written the script for on my Patreon page and read the second chapter where my, my little protagonist, Tom, Dick and Harriet, find out that just like if you get into a skid around a roundabout and you're going right, if you're a country where you've got to go right around a roundabout, you get in a skid uh, going right, the way you get out of it is you, you turn the wheels left. Mm. Okay, So running a surplus increases the government debt-to-GDP ratio. Running a deficit reduces the government debt-to-GDP ratio. The logic's in the script and in the mathematical model attached to it as well. Um, so we've got to get – this thinking has put us into an absolute bind – uh, paralyzed us at a time when we need to be mobile and interactive. So the United States, of course, is doing well. Apart from the fact they've, you know, they're locking down the country, which might be a, a sensible move. But in terms, be, actually, that wouldn't be a bad idea permanently. <laughs> I don't, it's increasingly, oh we might God. not have too much objection to no that. More Americans, but, the rest of the world, <laughs> yay! Uh, Good morning, by the way, to anyone listening in America. Uh, we, we <laughs> Sorry, do, guys. We, we I, love you. I, I love you, but uh, take your military bases back home, please. Um, the um, I, I mean, I love America, too, apart from the fact I'm now my wife is uh, having to do a, a massive uh, of, of forms because she is a U.S. citizen because her dad was a U.S. citizen. Oh, she's never well, lived in America, and she's having. To, and, and, but you still have to fill in. It's one of two places in the world. I think the other one might be Iran or somewhere mm. like that, where you have to fill in uh, forms and, mm. and lodge tax returns, even though you've never. Lived in America, never earned any money in America, mm, mm. Uh, and and also pay uh, if we sold our house, even though we live in our house and it's worth more than one and a half million, mm. uh, we'd have to pay um, uh, capital gains. United States in the United States, even though our house is in this country, and I don't even hold a passport. It doesn't matter that I own half the house. It's based on the value of the property. So there's all sorts of crazy stuff there. But anyway, mm. uh, that's a slight digression. A the United digression. States is, uh, even though they can get all that sorted out, they can't get they can't get sorted out how they're going to deal with all of this. The Democrats have put a bill forward that they, mm. they want to pay sick leave. Again, it's not going to be enough. Widespread mm. testing, food aid, unemployment insurance, all that sort of stuff. The problem mm. is in, in the United States, of course, if the Democrats table something, uh, then the Republicans will know when the world, even though it might be the best bill in the, in the world, they'll this, never, this, they'll never this, agree this, to it. This may be one way we break down that American tribalism quite mm. possibly because I mean I know Tom Hanks votes for not with not with Donald Trump in charge I don't think no what if Donald Trump gets it I mm. mean there was a, there was a Israeli American pack you know the, uh, the AI pack uh, which Pence was at and several people there tested positive to coronavirus yeah that was less than a week I think about a week ago so it's quite likely can some, Republicans get it as well can they they can I yeah. thought it was just I, the poor I, I, people strangely enough it doesn't give you immunity mm. um so it's quite feasible that some prominent American Republicans mm. are going to come down with this very soon. And when they do, then I think the two sides of the aisles will, 
I'm not going to use the phrase join hands because that's the last thing they should do. Mm. Uh, but they may finally unite. They'll happily step united by stepping away from each other. That's right. The yeah. uh, so I wonder. Yeah. So I mean, we we are using in central bank speak. There's been that um, you know the unconventional approach. Yeah. And uh, and it's not really been that unconventional, has it? Maybe you know what you're talking about is is the more unconventional fiscal approach that's going to be uh, yeah. to be taken. And maybe maybe it, maybe it will happen. Maybe there's a chance. I think it has to. I mean, uh, it'll be done too late. And we're, we're going to leave this thing. Just everything else, we're reacting too late to an exponential process. Mm. And that's what that's why I published those two posts on my Patreon blog about thinking exponentially about the coronavirus. One, I made a mathematical error, by the way, which one of my patrons pointed out. I'd used e to the power of the time rather than two to the power of the doubling rate. So I fixed that up in a second post. Uh, but if you, the, the real thing about social isolation is not keeping yourself safe. Of course, that's part of the objective. It's to stop, slow down the transmission of the disease. And if we can slow it down, if we can halve, we can we reduce the, well, if we can reduce how fast it doubles mm. from say every six days to every month. Okay, we buy ourselves something like an extra six to nine months to do what we have to do medically, which was the most essential thing. Forget the vaccine, not forget it, but it's not as important. We need tests so we can test people. And we have to be everybody. We have to have nine billion test units. Okay? There's a huge mm. production process involved in that. We have to have test systems that can test people to see whether they've got it when they're asymptomatic. But we're not going to do that in time. I mean, they're, well, they're, they're, we're, if we buy, we're talking days for if, all of this. If now. we bought ourselves nine months more, mm. we might have a chance to do it. Mm. And we need to have antivirals. If you get an antiviral, um, and then, of course, you can't charge for the damn thing. This, again, is a case where the free market, the ideologues, hopefully – and aren't so thick skull that they don't yep. realise this. You can't charge for it because if you charge for it, people who have it won't get it and it will be spread through everybody. Yep. You have to have antivirals given away free. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, capitalism has to be suspended until we've defeated this my virus. God, it sounds like you're talking about Obamacare there. God, that's never going to happen. Surely, surely that can't <laughs> I'm happy be, to call it Trump be, care. I'm happy to call it Trump care because, <laughs> you know, in this case, you've got to do something which means we stop society breaking down because of a disease. If this, if we were How do we come out the other side of this, by the way? How do we come out the other side? What changes? If we if we get this under control, and, and you know, I think a lot of people are going to lose their lives, but maybe yeah. maybe we find a, a cure for it in time, uh, and uh, or it slows down, and we you know we we manage to find a way of coping mm. with it. How, what changes at the end of all I think, of this? I think instantly the whole idea of austerity is a good idea goes out the window, mm. because people are saying, if we, one of the reasons we're, we're, we're failing to cope with the virus is we don't have enough ICU units. Mm. We only have ICU units, what I, you can call episodic events, not systemic. You need, we, we now know we need them for systemic events. The idea of limits to growth, which was disparaged by the dreadfully bad economics of people like William Nowthouse, Richard Toll, Mendelssohn, uh, I can mention a few more names, but I'll leave it at those three. Uh, the dreadfully bad arguments they've made about the dangers of climate change to trivialise it, which Bjorn Lomborg is now putting out another book on, by the way. Right. Uh, I would burn that, but it's probably better to bury it. So but what's the connection between yeah. this and climate change? Okay, connection is exactly the same thing as causing it, the pressure humanity is putting on the environment. Mm. And increase in the death rate was one of the predictions of the limits to growth. Right. Okay. It is, they they had a they had an integrated system. But we were, weren't putting as anywhere near as much pressure on the planet in 1918 when we had the Spanish flu and we had. No, that's right, it's, and it's, that's that's why it's much dangerous. And we also, we didn't have the same global supply lines. Mm. Uh, so you know, back in those days, if you if you made a for Model T, 
it was made in Chicago. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you make a, a motor car, it's made in thirty countries. Well, there we are. I mean, mine was it was a bit of a leading question as to what changes, and I, I agree. I'm sure austerity, but it's globalization is globalization is done. Yeah. I mean, if just for a start, globalization means you've got to ship bits and pieces. Of, of technology across oceans on on container vessels mm. and no sane no sane sailor should go aboard a boat which is going to have him locked up for two to four weeks with people who may or may not have the virus because on the other side if they do have it they're all going to have the virus it's it's not that one it's they have the thing called an r zero number which says you know on, on average this gets transmitted to between two and four people that's just statistical uh, what you can have in a confined environment and you can't get away from other people unless you have a natural immunity to a disease which we don't have herd immunity to, so it's just your, the luck of your genes, everybody's going to have it. Yeah. So therefore, which we've seen on, on obviously on these cruise liners yeah. where so, people have been <clears throat> trying to isolate, but it's the draw of the all-you-can-eat buffet, isn't it? Which pulls that's the them, one. That's pulls the them one. back together again. That's oh, just wonderful. Um, <laughs> so that, that's that's the deadly thing. We, we So globalisation doesn't work mm. with the global epidemic. And this is where Nassim so Khalid, does, so. But here we are in yeah. in the UK saying, well, we're going to have uh, closer trade with the United States, less trade with Europe. I mean, no that way. Make I mean, sense. Uh, well, the, the trade may still happen, but globalized production mm. will be ending, and maybe even trade. I mean, the whole idea, uh, the, 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 the neoclassical economics has uh, lauded this idea of comparative advantage, specialization, and efficiency. Their arguments are garbage for comparative advantage, as I've said in my a couple of articles. Um, but the the true thing is the globalized system is fragile and now I've hit it with a blow and we're seeing what happens when it gets with a blow. So finishing off, what we're going to go through over the next week or two then, clearly we're going to see this thing escalating a great deal. Every day now, uh, new headlines, uh, more disturbing statistics, Mm. some sort of response from governments, but as we're saying, not enough. Mm. Uh, We're going to see more lockdowns, obviously, over over the coming week, Mm -hmm. Uh, probably from the UK. You won't be able to fly to the United States, just Mm. as you can't fly from Europe to the United States. Maybe Mm. you can't fly anywhere within Europe. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... Uh, and almost certainly, I think the UK is going to go into lockdown, stop sporting events. Maybe the kids aren't going to go to school. All that sort of things yep. is, is going to happen. Pretty soon after that, we're going to find that the money that's been offered by the government for the jobs that we can't perform anymore isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And people are going to start running out of money pretty yep. sharpish. Aren't I, they? I think the best thing is a mortgage strike. Right. Mortgage strike, rent strike. Okay. So yeah, we just you, refuse to pay our mortgages. Yeah. Um, if the There's going to be no one in the bank to if, knock on your if door. The go- if to- the governments aren't sensible enough to provide a buffer for it to happen immediately, then it's going to have to be grassroots reaction. And the first thing you should stop paying if you're looking at simply having enough money to go and buy food for your kids for a lockdown period for two to four weeks, maybe two months, stop paying the rent. Stop paying the mortgage. Mm. Okay, I, it's 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 ludicrous that we have to make decisions from the bottom up for a systemic event like this. But it's because we have stop paying the rent. That's going to turn to violence pretty quickly, though. That's fine. <laughs> you're, you're sounding more like hey, Karl what, Marx by what, the day. No, what what landlord's going to bash a tenant, or what what thug is mm. going to be paid by a landlord to go and bash a tenant when if they hit the tenant they might get coronavirus. <laughs> Okay. Uh, even violence. This, this will stop violence for the simple reason is you don't want to get close to anybody else, mm. even if you are bigger and stronger and nastier. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, a, a rent strike and a, and, a, and a mortgage strike. If they don't wake up in time, do it to them. Right. Otherwise, issue bonds, a, a uh, coronavirus bond, yep. zero interest, uh, in perpetuity, and, then, and, and, and ca- money into everyone's bank money account. Money into everyone's bank account. And get ready for... 
probably military delivery of food. Mm. All right. Happy days. Indeed. Good to talk, Steve. See you again soon. Okay. He's a brave man, isn't he? Making predictions like that. And we'll find out whether they come true or not in the coming weeks. Meanwhile, if you want to catch these podcasts, you can uh, listen to them in full at debunkingeconomics.com. If you become a, become a subscriber or if you become a supporter of Steve Keen on Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash Prof Steve Keen. I'm Phil Dobby. We'll catch you again next time. Thanks for listening. 